0: by side ready to go the acura grand prix of long beach 2022 get ready no time drops the hammer
1: and just dumps new garden and look at Pelot fighting for position what does new garden do here in the break zone Rosenquest trying to decide which way to go almost three wide from alexander rossi two by two through turn one so far so good as they head into the fountain dalton kellett Slammed into the tire barriers, Hinch, he is out of this race. by the time he came into the camera view, he already had that inside front locked up.
0: Here we go, in the draft, heading down to one. Is Rossi close enough this time? Will he be more desperate? Yes, he is! Oh. They collide! They collide! Is there any damage to Rosenquist's Arrow, McLaren, Chevy? He was going to force Marcus Erickson
1: to get his tires dirty, but in a turn six, Marcus Erickson goes down the inside and executes a beautiful pass on Alexander Rossi.
0: He's going to the primary. He's out. Watch for Colton Herta in the blend. Erickson will come in behind him.
1: Here comes Newgarden. Here comes Colton Herta. And it does not look
2: to be even close. Newgarden with the advantage, but he's on cold tire.
0: Trouble in the hairpin and for Scott McLaughlin.
2: McLaughlin. Championship leader has to flick Whoa. it around.
3: That was some handy stuff Great, right there. Go.
1: He's coming up behind Tatiana Calderon and just clips oh. the inside wall. Right rear. Group one. Oh, no! The wall?
0: Turn to the nine.
1: Will not defend his rice win. Here we go on the brakes. Bit of a hits that bump there, bottoms out, big brake lock and just... Oh. Was just holding on. I mean, could not get that tire. You see how aggressive that bump is. It is. Lift the tire off the ground, it locks up, and off you go.
2: There's Joseph Newgarden making that long trip down pit lane off the button as Alex Palou's coming down shoreline. You're going to see a blue race car come into
0: focus here. Head to turn one. There's Palou in the blue car. Here's Newgarden. Newgarden. John Black, no pressure behind. Got to push, got to push, got to push. Can Newgarden hang on? Where will Palou make the move? Into turn four. He's not close enough. And that's Dicey through there anyway. Yeah, wait
1: till turn six. Joseph, oh, he's going to try it in five. This is oh! be bad.
0: Slight contact. He's on the outside for turn six. It's power to Newgarden here at this left-hander coming up. Some overtake. Still there, still These there. These guys know that this is the battle for the win right
1: here. Newgarden needs to get tire temperature to hold him off. He's almost home, home free here, Kinch, in terms of tire temp. Here comes Palo for another run.
0: Oh, my goodness. oh five trouble, guys. Simon Pagino is in the garden, side-by-side side with Takuma Sato for some gardening work. Right at the fountain. Here we go, Joseph Newgarden at the head of the field. Has Alex Palou got anything for the Team Penske driver? And Chevrolet going for three consecutive wins in a row. Can Honda spoil the party?
1: This is where Romain Grosjean is going to have some advantage in this slower section on those red sidewall tires that come from... To- oh. Marcus Ericsson in the wall. He keeps it going, but that will be... Game oh, of no!
0: And he takes out Dixon. His teammate hits him from behind. Marcus Ericsson, when everything was looking so good, smashes the wall.
4: Got a great run. with 11 on push the pass.
0: Got a great run. Pelo makes it hard for the Frenchman. Grosjean wheel to wheel with the Spaniard again. Now he's going to try and squeeze him over a little bit. Power to Grosjean. Player, player. Second place. With 11 laps to go, make it 10 from here. Big crash, Jimmy Johnson and rookie David Malukas, Turn 8. What kind of a launch off turn 11 does Joseph Newgarden get? His team president just said it's so pleased with him. Grosjean's looking antsy. He wants to go with him. The green pro- wants to go. But Grosjean gets an excellent launch to go with Joseph Newgarden. Will he have enough to make the move? And That's a great jump, push to pass is disabled for two laps, or
1: for one lap, sorry, after a restart. He's gonna try to make it work on the outside, those red tires are gonna be good on the brakes, but Joseph holds him off as Pato Award goes by Scott Dixon. Pato Award with the big send, now this was the tricky part of the track on the last restart for Erickson. Watch these guys just dance carefully through here. But now we see Takuma Sato in the wall in turn eight. Oh no! With two laps to go, are we going to finish yep, this thing we with see it. We see it.
0: Joseph Newgarden is a Long Beach Grand Prix winner. Long Beach guys, Long Beach. It's Been a while. Thank you.
1: Watch the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama Sunday, May first at twelve
4: thirty p.m. on NBC.
2: And with that. Welcome to episode 21 of the Push to Pass podcast. Uh, this is uh, Derek Vance, and joining you as usual, along with myself, is uh, Joshua Roberts. Uh, Josh, how are you this evening?
5: I'm oh, feeling better. Um, you'll notice my voice is a little uh, weird today, but coming over, getting over sickness the last couple of days. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this week, and uh, uh, <clears throat> Long Beach is going to be a great race, I can tell
2: yeah absolutely it is uh race uh weekend there as you uh just um just mentioned uh it is the acura grand prix of uh, long beach there at uh california uh so uh, it is uh race weekend excited to uh, have a uh, race weekend uh here with us yeah let's throw uh the um uh, schedule there uh, up on screen. You see, we've already went to uh, Saint Petersburg. We went to Texas, and now uh, we are now in uh, in Long Beach as uh, we will uh, start things there. On on uh, Friday I, I believe uh, we'll look at the schedule here real shortly. I believe it's Friday's uh, first practice so we'll uh, we'll be able to check things out uh, from there. but yeah let's take a look at, at what we're going to be uh, handling uh, this weekend here in um, uh, Long Beach Did you see the uh, track map uh, right uh, there uh, in in front of you. Uh, Taking a look at some of the uh, track facts uh, that uh, we have here for Long Beach. Uh, Again, uh, race weekend, uh, April 14th through the 16th. Uh, This is a 1.968-mile, 11-turn street course. Uh, This course is going to run clockwise. Uh, Distance, uh, Josh, we're going to be running this week, uh, 85 laps or uh, 167 miles. Uh, All of the drivers are going to have a total time of 200 seconds of uh, maximum push-to-pass parameters. And every time they push uh, their push-to-pass button, uh, they're going to get 20 seconds of activation. Uh, The teams are going to be allotted uh, six sets of primary tires, uh, five sets of alternative tires, and then uh, rookie drivers are going to be allowed one extra set of, uh, premium or, uh, premier tires for that first practice session, uh, taking a look at the, uh, entry list, uh, for this, e- for this, uh, race this weekend, uh, Joseph Newgarden, uh, Scott McLaughlin, Pato Award, uh, Elio Castroneves, uh, Felix Rosenquist, uh, Alexander Rossi, uh, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, Alex Palou, Marcus Armstrong, uh, Willpower, Santino Ferrucci, Graham Ray Hall, David Malukas, Connor Daly, Renus VK, Colton Herta, Kyle Kirkwood, Roman Grosjean, Devlin Francesca, Jack Harvey, Christian Lungard, uh, Stingray Rob, Benjamin Peterson, Simon Pagano, Callum Eilat, and Augustin Campino. Uh, round out the entry list for this weekend. Uh, Josh, anything that you want to uh, touch on here as we uh, discuss and uh, preview uh, the uh, race coming up this weekend at Long Beach?
5: Oh, stacked race. Can't wait. Uh, not, I mean, I don't – this will be the first time I've ever uh, watched a race at Long Beach. Uh, I'm excited to see. You know, as <clears throat> as we've touched on in the past, I'm newbie at this, and uh, each each and every track we get to, uh, fascinates me even more, uh, fascinates me sometimes about the, you know, we're, we're I'm used to going 500 miles on all the track on the, uh, Indy car track on the here in Indy, but, uh, that, that amount of, uh, laps and how it adds up to less than almost 200 miles is a little weird to me, but I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think the people out in Long Beach are going to get a, a great race and, uh, here's hoping Pato can get his, uh. Get his first win for
2: the year. Yeah, I would love to see uh Pato uh, get off the snide there, as he has been, uh, you know, runner-up in the first two uh, races of the season. Uh, we'll get into uh, you know race picks probably uh, this weekend. Uh, follow uh, Twitter, uh, push to pass on Twitter for those. Uh, as you were watching the opening up. Uh, last year's winner uh, was uh, Joseph Newgarden in the number two Hitachi uh, team at Penske Chevrolet. Uh, the pole sitter for last year's race, uh, believe it or not, was uh, Colton Herta in the uh, number 26 uh, Gainbridge Honda uh, with a time of one minute, five seconds, third or one minute, five seconds, uh, five. Five seconds, thir- point three zero, uh, with a, uh, a speed of one hundred and eight miles an hour. Uh, the uh, record qualifying uh, lap there at uh, Long Beach is held by the aforementioned uh, Colton Hurd with a time of one minute five seconds, point three zero, and again his ta- his speed rather was one hundred and eight point four eight zero miles an hour. Uh, let's take a look at the. Uh, Track schedule uh, here uh, this weekend, as we'll throw that uh, up on screen uh, for everyone, as you see. Uh, Practice number one is going to be Friday at uh, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. to 7.15 Eastern Standard Time, so that's uh, local time here in Indianapolis. And then uh, Saturday morning, uh, we'll get up and do things all over again from 11.45 to 12.45. And then we'll have the first round of uh, qualifying on on Saturday there at uh, 3.05. And then uh, the second group will go out uh, about uh, 25 minutes later. And then we'll get to the second round uh, of qualifying at 3.45 p.m. And then we'll get to uh, that uh, last uh, fast six, as they like to call it there, at uh, 4.05. And then uh, Sunday, uh, we'll get up uh, around noon, and we'll have the uh, half-an-hour warm-up session. And then uh, the green flag drops there at uh, the Accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach at 3.30 So definitely, uh, exciting, uh, to, uh, to say the least, uh, can't wait. Uh, you know, we're, we were talking, uh, off air, uh, hoping that, uh, you know, Pato can, uh, can stop being the bridesmaid and he can, uh, he can be the, the bride for once as he has been. Oh, so close. Uh, the last two races, just having, you know, a little, uh, Failure uh, in the car, just coming up a, a little short at Saint Petersburg, and then you had the uh, caution come out uh, in in Texas. So hopefully uh, he will be able to uh, again uh, not be the uh, not be the bridesmaid, but uh, be the uh, bride uh, this time around. Uh, we'll be joined here in about uh, ten minutes or so. Uh, Gentleman, that's been on the uh, the show here before, making his return uh, for people that uh, listen to uh, Indie Car Radio. Uh, you're going to definitely uh, pick out this voice, uh, but uh, Mark James is going to uh, be joining us uh, to discuss a little more about uh, Long Beach, and then maybe we'll get into uh, some other topics uh, here as the uh, as the show unfolds. Huh, wow! Uh, so uh, you know, be uh, be prepared for that uh, also too. Uh, uh, Mike from uh, from Bet Indy uh, had a uh, prior obligation, uh, so he will uh, not be uh, joining us this evening. Uh, but he did want to pass along uh, to uh, follow uh, uh, Indy uh, Indy Bets, I believe is his Twitter handle. Uh, he will be sending out the. Uh, odds and his bets uh, this uh, this weekend as soon as he gets them so uh, anything Josh you want to uh, go over as I say, you have to be uh, one uh, happy camper there but uh, anything you want to go over here before uh, before our guest joins us
5: Ah, oh, no I mean I'm, I'm excited like I, like I keep saying I'm excited about this year this is a uh, this is a great year for IndyCar um Push to Pass podcast is uh, pushing forward, episode twenty-one, or as I would uh, as I would say it, uh, the Desmond Howard uh, edition of uh, <laughs> as 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 my co-host over there rolls his eyes. But uh, yeah, this is an exciting time. Um, Long Beach is going to be a fun time. Um, Kind of sorry Mike's not gonna be able to be on the podcast. we always love talking to him um, but uh, Mark James is gonna be an awesome guest. Um, I had I had the uh, pl- privilege of uh, sitting on a uh, coincidentally sitting on a uh, bicycle a um, stationary bicycle talking to uh, Mr. James a couple of years ago as I was coaching uh, for Monrovia football and just picking his brain on different things of uh, of the IndyCar circuit, and uh the wealth of knowledge this man holds is just it's out of this world um at one particular time he was uh juggling being the head coach of Monrovia and also uh, being a full time uh, radio host and uh i can't I can't wait to have him on can't wait to pick his brain, talk about long beach, see what he thinks, uh get some insider on uh, insider information on uh, how the teams are going and uh, as we uh, trek f- closer and closer to May, which is going to be a fantastic, um, fantastic uh, month this year.
2: Yeah, that definitely is, is right around the corner. Uh, we have, um, uh, this week's race at, at Long Beach, and then we're in uh, Birmingham, Birmingham uh, Alabama, uh, in a couple weeks' time. And then uh, when that calendar uh, flips over, uh, for people that are IndyCar fans, when you see that uh, calendar uh, tick over uh, to May, you can only think of, of one thing, the greatest spectacle in racing, uh, that is the 107th edition of the Indianapolis 500. But before we get to all that, I do want to... Uh, tease a, sto- uh, a story uh, coming later on in the show as well. Um, our our pal uh, who was, uh, uh, had a couple uh, prior obligations uh, pop up, so he hadn't been able to join us recently. Uh, but uh, we may be seeing a familiar name, not only on this podcast, but potentially being the next entrant into the Indianapolis 500 in May. So that's what I'm going to uh, leave that at. So uh, glad to see that this individual uh, may be able to uh, try to uh, make the 500 again. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, that more here uh, after uh, after Mark James joins us. Yeah, we'll go through. Uh, we'll, we'll let him introduce himself uh, a little bit because he has a long litany of, of things that he has uh, accomplished uh, in his life. And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick his brain a little bit uh, about uh, not only the, uh, the small IndyCar season that we've had uh, so far, just two races, uh, but uh, we'll pick his brain about uh, Long Beach as well. And then I think uh, uh, Josh has some other questions for him outside of, uh, of racing uh, that, uh, that we'll get into uh, as well. So uh, Mark will be joining us here uh, shortly. Uh, just taking a look at some of the other, uh, news stories, uh, while we wait here, uh, let me, uh, pull, <laughs> let me go over to my, my screen here and pull this up. Um, uh, but, uh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate circumstance, uh, Josh this week, I don't know if you've seen this or not, uh, but, uh, the, uh, the wife of AJ Foyt, uh, Lucy Foyt, um passed away at the age of 84 uh this week so definitely our our condolences uh to uh, to the Foyt family on uh, on the passing of uh AJ Foyt's wife uh, Lucy Foyt at uh, at 84 and then also to uh, a couple things I know we uh, we touched on uh the last time that we were together uh but uh, from all from all indications from what uh, what I'm seeing and what I've been reading is that uh, not only uh, Catherine Leg, uh, but uh, Lunas Lundquist, uh, who uh, tested at at Texas uh, after the race on Sunday? Uh, it seems like both of their tests uh, uh, went went really well. Uh, uh, Catherine is going to obviously be running, uh, I think the fourth, yeah, the fourth um, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing car uh, or entry in in the five hundred. Uh and, and we don't know right now what the what the future holds uh for uh, for Lunas Lundquist. If you remember uh last year, Josh, he was uh the uh, well I guess it's labeled now, the indie next uh champion in 2022. Uh but uh, Lunas is still uh, still looking for uh, for that ride.
5: Yeah, uh Lunas is showing uh showing promise. Uh, he showed promise in the practice from its after um after for texas after the race um hopefully hopefully hoping he can uh he can catch on a full-time ride probably next year um get a couple rides this year um once again as you were talking uh to the Foyt family our prayers go out to them um truly probably one of the uh one of the one of the pillars one of the uh cornerstones of, of that family uh, AJ's wife passing away. And, um, I feel bad for him. Um, I know how it is. I've never lost my wife, but I know how it is to lose a loved one. Uh, losing my grandfather was hard a couple of years ago. I can't, um, but like I said, our hearts go out to the Foyt family. Um, and, uh, just, just a tragic, just a tragic thing, tragic thing that happens in life. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm at a loss for words.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it stings. Uh, obviously, I know uh, Roger Pinsky uh, put out a, um, a statement. He says, I've known uh, AJ and uh, Lucy Foyt for nearly as long as I've been involved in racing. Uh, so much of AJ's racing success uh, was rooted in solid foundation of love and support that uh, Lucy provided for him throughout his career. Uh, racing can be a tough business, and AJ was not immune to the danger dangers drivers often face. It was Lucy who was always there to help AJ navigate uh, through the hard times and get him back to his winning ways. Uh, most importantly, uh, Lucy's uh, comment to the Foyt family Uh, commitment rather excuse me to the Foyt family is her biggest legacy Uh, keeping the family connected allowed AJ to focus on being one of the greatest race car drivers of all time I truly believe that it would have been hard for AJ to achieve all of his on-track success without Lucy. So like we said, uh, huge uh, condolence goes out to uh, AJ Foyt and his family on the uh, passing, the unfortunate passing of Lucy Foyt. Uh, I do see uh, that, uh, that our guest has uh, joined us. He has made his return back to the uh, Push to Pass podcast. Like I said, uh, if you listen to uh, IndyCar Radio, uh, this man has been a staple Uh, on there for quite a long time. Uh, Mark James joins us. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, first and foremost, a huge thank you for uh, taking some time out of your busy day. I know you've had uh, interviews uh, all day, pretty uh, pretty busy, Uh, but uh, uh, thanks for making your return. And before we get into uh, IndyCar, uh, unfortunate news that we were just talking about uh, with the uh, passing of A.J. Foyt's wife.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously uh, the first lady of the family for sure. And uh, behind every good man, there's an even better woman, and certainly was that. And the uh, the outpouring of sympathy and support for the Floyd family, I'm sure, uh, gives them strength and courage that they need at such a such a difficult time. And uh, all of us at IndyCar Radio and throughout the entire racing community uh, give our best wishes to the Floyd family for sure. What a what a wonderful life that lady led, a full life and. Uh, uh, again, uh, 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 such a tragedy, uh, and we'll uh, we'll approach the race at Long Beach with heavy hearts. That's for sure. Uh,
2: yeah, a- absolutely, and it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what IndyCar uh, decides to do as a tribute uh, before that uh, that race on Sunday. Uh, but before we do talk about uh, uh, Long Beach. Um, Mark, we've had uh, two races so far, and and uh, me and Josh are both in agreement that uh, you know maybe uh, it, this will be Pato's week this week to uh, be the be the bride and not the bridesmaid.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think you know for the longest time in the NTT IndyCar Series, we've talked about the big three, uh, you know, meaning Ganassi and Penske and Andretti, and uh, I think for all intents and purposes, you have to add Errol McLaren to that uh, to that mix as well. I think uh, you know obviously they upped their game during the off season uh, with the addition of of Alexander Rossi and uh, I think conventional wisdom tells you that uh, there may be more changes to come uh, going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out with uh, without when Alex Bello eventually does join that organization and uh, how that deck gets shuffled but until then it appears as though the uh, the jaws are firmly locked and uh, uh, that that team is, is poised to compete for, for race wins and, uh, and, and certainly for a championship, and I think the Indianapolis 500. Um, I, I think if you go back to last year, um, you know, Pato, the thing that impressed me uh, beyond his ability as a driver was the vocal support that he showed and was not too shy about the fact that he wanted Felix Rosenquist to stay right where he was. He had Felix's back as a teammate. And, uh, you know, in an ego driven sport where guys sometimes are team players and then they strap the helmet on and they might display otherwise, or maybe they display otherwise behind the scenes, he never wavered in his support. And And I would like to think that that was, you know, part of the decision making process that led to Felix staying. And, and as Davey Hamilton, our driver analyst and I have talked about, you know, uh, when you add personnel, especially in a high profile position as a driver, uh, it, it it is not always a good fit. I mean, chemistry is a real thing. And, and no matter the sport, uh, I think you could probably ask the Dallas Mavericks and the NBA a little something about that. Uh, and, and so, you know, there's no guarantee that adding Rossi was going to immediately result in them being a much better race team but i think at least through the the first couple of events it, it appears as though that's exactly what happened and uh i i think you know um that's 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 a, a rock solid operation obviously a world-class organization and uh, i think they're they're certainly championship contenders uh, for the course of the season and with with pato as you well know it's not a matter of of uh um, if he wins a race, it's win. I mean, he's just that good, and you know he's going to get a win at some point this season.
2: Yeah, that was that was my uh, you know pick at the beginning of the year, not only to win the uh, the points championship, uh, but to uh, win the five hundred. I was so impressed with the. Um, the amount of, of money and attention uh, that Zach Brown has put into this IndyCar team, you know, building the stable that he is. And, you know, I, I think one could make the argument as you, as you pointed out about the big three being Ganassi, Pinsky, Andretti, uh, my honest opinion, and I could be in the minority here. I would take Andretti out of it the way they've performed lately and put uh, Errol McLaren in that last third spot.
4: Yeah, well, certainly they've had their struggles over the past couple of years for sure. Uh, But certainly that's one of those teams that, you know, you go into a place like Long Beach and, uh, you know, Michael obviously had success there as a driver and he's had success there as a team owner, as he has as a lot of places. But yeah, I think if you just look at the overall stability of the operation, I think you make a great point. And, And I can tell you this. Uh, the announcement was made prior to Texas that there was going to be some shuffling of race strategists. That Brian Herta was going to go over to the car for for Kyle Kirkwood, and uh, uh, you know, the, and and Scott Harder was 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 going to take over, you know, the, the race strategy duties for for Colton. And you know, Colton was pretty matter of fact about it. But our Nick Yeoman talked to Brian Herda, and he was downright frosty. I mean, uh, Nick Nick tried to start off with a lighthearted approach by saying, "Hey, uh, uh, when, when practice started, did you accidentally go to the wrong pit box?" And Brian said, "No, I went to the right pit box." And that was pretty much it. I mean, there was no back and forth about that, and it was one or two word answers. And so, I don't know that that was a move that 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 he was definitely in favor of. If if I could have read his expression and nick shared his body language with me so um you know gonna be interesting to see how that shakes out over the days and weeks to come for sure
2: yeah definitely uh, andretti has to you know do something to to shake the deck up uh, as you said because you know they can't continue the lackluster performances uh that they're getting uh race after race you know, you talked about uh, you know going to uh, Long Beach this week. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, the uh, defending champion. Uh, you know, give us your thoughts, uh, Mark, on how you see uh, Long Beach
4: and uh, what uh, what we could see uh, this weekend. Well, I think the usual suspects are are good there. I, I think what we're seeing uh, develop, and uh, you know, I, I I talked to to Marcus Erickson about this at uh, uh, prior to the Texas race. I said, you know. It, 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 you know, most guys win a championship and then they they crossed the Indy 500 off of their uh, checklist. But uh, he he decided to go ahead and get that Indy 500 went out of the way before he won a championship. So I asked him, as cerebral of a driver as he seemed to be, and I mean, you know, if you go back to the 500 last year, all throughout the course of the race, there were two or three di- drivers that were swapping the lead. And every time he looked up at the leaderboard, uh, there's Erickson running fourth or fifth. And then he, you know, he got down to the last stint and he hit the button was in a position to win. And you go back to the season opener at St. Petersburg and how, you know, he ran in the top five all day long. And then you've got McLaughlin and Rojan have the incident in, in, in turn number four and take each other out. And then Pato award has the plenum issue two laps from the finish. And uh, that, that hands the win over to Marcus Erickson because he was in the right place at the right time. And, and I think he's kind of developed a, a Scott Dixon-like approach to knowing when you don't have the car to win, but knowing how to massage it and get it home with to the top five or a top four and pile up some points. And if you look at the incredible season that Will Power had last year, uh, I mean, Will won one race, and it was the week after Indy at Detroit. That's the only time he went to victory lane. But obviously, he's a master at qualifying, so he gained valuable points by grabbing pole. But, I mean, he just was consistently in the top five all season long. And I think Marcus Erickson feels very much like uh, that's what it's going to take to win a championship this year. So knowing that wins are so very, very valuable in a quest to win a championship, I think in a competitive situation, on a track that sometimes can be very difficult to pass guys are going to take chances where four or five years ago, they might not take those chances. And I think that's what is, that's what resulted in some of the carnage we saw at St. Petersburg. I mean, your margin of error is so small uh, when it comes to, to having a chance to lead a race and win a race and win a championship. Um, and, and, you know, obviously with the car counts up a little bit uh spaces at a premium. And so I think, all of those things combined to, uh, to 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 make qualifying very very important. So you have the chance to start up front and maybe avoid some of those issues that you run into at racetracks that are tight and unforgiving. Uh,
2: be, before I turn uh, turn things over to Josh, I, I think you brought up an excellent point. Um, you know, we opened up at Saint Petersburg and we had a record number of, of entries at Saint Petersburg, and and as you you know just uh, pointed out the the massive carnage. Uh, I think that, uh, that everyone witnessed there. Do you feel that we're going to see the same type at, at Long Beach on Sunday?
4: No, we very good. We very well could, especially in turn number one and around the fountain. I mean, uh, you know, we, we had some issues there. I mean, for God's sakes, uh, you know, we, we even had a car end up, you know, with a flower bed around the fountain last year because of how tight and competitive things were. Uh, I, I think, you know, once you clear turn one by and large, uh, The only other place that really becomes tricky there is the iconic hairpin. Other than that, um, the runoff area at turn number nine is very forgiving. And, you know, guys overshoot it there. Uh, If memory serves me correctly, on approach to that turn, there's a little bit of a bump that has been there over the years that have, you know, caused the drivers some discomfort. So, you know, I mean, they're they're warned throughout the course of the weekend to, uh, as the old saying goes, take care of one another. Uh, they're told in the driver's meeting on race day, and, and Davey and I jokingly kid about this all the time. You know, they're given very specific instructions by the race director on race day morning, morning, and they all nod in agreement. The disconnect doesn't come until they put the helmet on, and then they forget all about that conversation they had in the driver's meeting, so.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely uh, seems like that. Well, uh, uh, Josh, anything you want to uh, ask uh, Ask Mark here? As we have uh, uh, Mark James, anchor of IndyCar Radio, familiar voice uh, when it comes to uh, racing and then high school sports as well.
5: Oh, I've got a plethora of questions, but uh, thank you for coming on, Mark. You're uh, you, you are one of the prides of uh, Monrovia High School.
4: Thank probably,
5: you. Uh, probably the second Second best person I know coming out of Monrovia behind, um, John Standiford.
4: Oh yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's had a fair, he's had a fair uh, list of, of accomplishments himself for sure. Yeah. John, John's on our coaching staff as a matter of fact, he, he coached football for a number of years and now he's a boys assistant basketball coach and he helps his girls soccer team out too. So yeah, John's a great guy.
5: Yeah. So, um, Mark, I'm I'm newer to uh, I'm newer to IndyCar uh, this year. I'm taking on the full schedule of watching all the races. i growing up in Indy. The only races I really watched were uh, was the Indy 500. Um, and a question I ask most of our guests when they come on: What can IndyCar do to uh, better advertise their to better get their their product out there? It seems like um, seems like they have they have the product that's there. They're just not pushing it as much.
4: Well, I think a lot of that is up to their television partner, and I think NBC uh, probably has upped the game in that regard uh, more so than, than than any television partner they've had in recent memory. I mean, uh, you know, during their marquee events, their other sporting events, I think NBC has done a phenomenal job of letting folks know where and when they can find the race. Uh, you know, they, they have drivers make appearances on some of their signature show like today, and... At NBC Nightly News, and and um, you know, uh, I I see a lot of ads for for coverage. Uh, I know from our perspective, uh, our partner SiriusXM uh, has has upped their commitment. I mean, not only are they carrying all of our uh, IndyCar next practices, qualifying, and 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 racing shows, but they're carrying all of our IndyCar shows as well. And, and we've even, you know, come up with vignettes that where we, you know, recap uh, old, old Indy 500s. And uh, I, I do interviews uh, with, uh, with, with, with drivers, uh, kind of a get to know type segment. And when we have 15 or 20 minutes between shows, instead of leaving programming, they stick with our programming. Um, I know you look at the commitment that, that uh, Penske Entertainment makes to uh, promote uh, the race at Detroit. Uh, throughout the course of the year, I mean, it's it's literally a a twenty four seven promotional commitment. Um, I, I think Green Savory, uh, as as a racetrack promoter, has done a, done a phenomenal job in in all of their markets. Uh, I think if you look at the the Penske Entertainment commitment, along with High uh, V to uh, to reestablish mm-hmm. Iowa as a phenomenal doubleheader weekend and. And, and provide the kind of entertainment that, that you normally only get in strictly, you know, concert venues. So, you know, Rome wasn't built today. And uh, uh, the harsh reality of it is uh, there's a tremendous battle for the entertainment dollar. I mean, you now have three professional football leagues, and, and I'm not making the comparison that the USFL or XFL is anywhere close to the NFL But that's still a battle for the entertainment dollar. And it's going on at a time when normally IndyCar wouldn't have that as as a competition. I mean, you look at last weekend. We had a very good race at Texas Motor Speedway. But by the way, we had the women's Final Four in Dallas-Fort Worth that weekend. Um, And Taylor Swift was was playing, you know, three concerts at three nights at Texas Stadium. There was a sizable PGA Tour event. Uh, in in town at the time and the men's final four was just three or four hours away in Houston. Um, So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a constant battle uh, for competition. It's a constant battle for uh, for recognition and attention. And uh, I think the series is doing the absolute best that it can uh, to raise awareness for the series, the, the 100 days show, that's going to be on the CW and also live streamed, I think is 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 going to be huge. Um, but uh, you know, uh, if there were no attempts being made to increase visibility and increase, you know, um, audience uh, and 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 try to attract a new audience, I would be concerned. But I, I I think they're doing as much as they possibly can, and they're always looking for new and fresh ideas. And and I think that's indicated by the 100 Day show that's that's going to air very very soon.
5: <clears throat> very very good an, uh, analysis there um me for one i think that um if they could get the and i know this is weird the major betting um betting outlets into more into it you know nascar hat nascar has cars that are sponsored by by mgm caesars um the win I think I think if they could get the if they could get those more out there, I bet the sports betting world would would bring a would bring a large portion of uh, of fans to the uh, to the product. What do What do you think?
4: Well, I mean, I, I, I think the attempts are constantly being made, and I think the the efforts constantly being made. Um, you know, let's face it. I mean, the the, the if you go back to the split. Uh, it provided the perfect environment uh, for, for NASCAR uh, to, to experience incredible growth, and it took full advantage of that. Um, I, I, I think in some respects, it's come back down to earth uh, a little bit in that regard. I think that gap has closed uh, mightily, um, but, you know, uh, there's still more work to be done. And, uh, you know, I I think if you look at uh, how sponsorships have changed as pertains to the NTT IndyCar series, I credit our teams because while there's certainly... The big fish out there like NTT and 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 Verizon and, you know, for instance, Alexander Rossi had Napa for a number of years. And DHL has now become synonymous with Andretti and and GameBridge as well. I mean, A.J. Foyt had ABC Supply for all of those years. I think while it's important to try to land those big fish and a lot of those sports betting properties are among what I would call big fish, I think this series has done a really effective job at uh, attracting regional sponsors, uh, which you know uh, allows them to come up with uh, a suitable budget. But they're maybe rotating six, seven, eight sponsors through the car over a course of a year. I mean, I remember, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of years ago at Detroit, uh, because of the fact that those cars are shrink wrapped now instead of painted. Graham Rahal had a different sponsor on his car on Saturday than he had on Sunday uh, because, you know, that's, that's the way the contract works. So, you know, while certainly the desire is there and, and I think as the series continues to grow and, and gets more recognition, that makes it a more attractive property to those companies as you suggested and, and, and would make them, you know, realize that it's a viable property where they could, they could, they can benefit from it.
5: Okay. One last question for you Mark. Um in the way of um tracks, do you think IndyCar should um branch out into other tracks, even go back to tracks they may have they have may may have been to before but haven't been to in a long time, maybe uh, Brooklyn Michigan. Um I know F1's getting ready to do a big race in uh, Vegas, a street course. If that were to uh, pan out really well for F1, you think IndyCar could go and Try to do one in Vegas. I know it would be a I know it would be a big expense, but I think that would bring a lot of uh, eyes to the sport.
4: Well, I, I think you know that 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 question gets asked uh, asked so much uh, and suggested that everybody has their wish list. I mean, um, uh, I would say that, uh, that, that that at the top of my wish list would be a return to Watkins Glen. Uh, I think it's a living history museum, and quite frankly, Awesome. Um, I, I think it's where IndyCar belongs. And I, I could see us, uh, especially with them being a television partner, I could see uh, an IMSA IndyCar weekend being hugely successful at Watkins Glen. Um, but I would suggest that anyone who is, is, is pining for a return to a track um, it needs to look at the approach that Chris Blair and the folks at Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, undertook i mean they, their efforts they landed which i think is the most significant part of the puzzle as a track promoter they went out and and landed the bombardero automotive group which is one of the largest automotive groups in the country and they were on board with it and all throughout the course of the year when they announced the return by the indycar series uh, they were at every track and they were taking notes um, and, and it was, you know, planned over a two, two and a half year period, same thing with the promoters, with the race in Nashville, they got all the dollars and cents together as a promoter. They got all of the investors together and they got all the corporate sponsors together. Um, same thing Penske entertainment did when they landed hy V uh, to bring us back to, to Iowa Speedway. So, you know, there are a lot of tracks that IndyCar would like to return to. Uh, I think what you'll see as time goes by, the business realities because of the access that uh, Roger Pensky and Bud Denker and their group have to corporate America. I, I think you'll see the series take a more active role in being a promoter uh, and assisting with promotions like they do at tracks like Iowa and like they do with all of our partners. And so I think once that commitment is made, uh they'll go to tracks where they can find the financial support necessary to put a race on and they'll do it in a manner that that makes sense and one that uh, that they're that they're going to be able to promote and 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 not only get eyes on on the television uh, but uh but but certainly get 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 tickets sold for sure
5: yeah thank you mark
4: yep
2: uh, Marg, one last thing uh, before we go. I know uh, you know we got the Long Beach uh, this weekend. If you have it in front of you, uh, you want to uh, recap everyone what uh, what your schedule on the uh, IndyCar radio side uh, looks like for this weekend. If you have it in front of you,
4: did oh, Well, you know, as if you said, I was doing uh, high school basketball uh, coaching interviews uh, all day today, and uh, you know, I was looking at it right before we went on, and I could tell you, let's see. And don't hold me to this. I think I'm pretty close. But uh, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern time, we'll have coverage of the first practice session on Friday. That'll be me, Davey Hamilton, and Alex Wolf. And then I believe it's 11.45 Pacific time, which would be what? 2.45 Eastern uh, would be uh, the first practice session on Saturday. And then I think there's only about a two-hour break. Uh, before we go qualifying, and then of course that's the knockout qualifying format. And then I want to, around noon Eastern uh, on Sunday, I'll have the final warm-up session. Then I think it's around three thirty Eastern. We take the air for flag-to-flag coverage of the race. And do not hold me to those times specifically, please. And thank you.
2: See, look at that basketball interviews all day. That's why he's the best in the business. Pure professional
4: uh, right there. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Mark, again, as always, a huge thank you uh, for joining us. I look forward to uh, seeing you in uh, maybe uh, about uh, one month's time uh, as the uh, calendar turns over to May. Everyone knows uh, what that entails. But uh, before that, we have two other races to get to. But, uh, Mark, uh, thanks as always, and have a a good call on Sunday.
4: Guys, uh, thanks for all you do for us. Uh, at the radio network. Thanks for all that you do for, for IndyCar and racing in general. And uh, uh, just uh, please feel free to reach out anytime. I'm always happy to join you.
2: Thanks. Uh, absolutely.
4: Thank you, Mark. Up the good work. Take care.
2: You too. Yep. That was uh, Mark Jane's anchor on IndyCar Radio. If uh, you uh, didn't uh, pick out the voice, yep, he is the anchor on IndyCar Radio. Good stuff, as always. Make sure you check out uh, their uh, broadcast all weekend, uh, IndyCar Radio, uh, IndyCar app. And then, uh, as he said, uh, Sirius XM has uh, their uh, broadcast there as well. A couple things, uh, uh, Josh, to uh, get to. Uh, before we uh, before we get on out of here and wrap up uh, episode uh, 21 uh, let's hear from some of the uh, participants uh, this weekend uh, that have previewed uh, with us uh, uh, Long Beach uh, let's get to those
1: I'm excited for Long Beach it's, uh, it's my favorite uh, street horse race I love going to California that's where my wife is from so uh, half of my family is in California and uh, I look forward to it, like I said, it's my favorite track, just enjoy driving it. Uh, we have a really good street course package, so a lot of confidence for that track. Obviously, the position that we are, uh, I think if I'm second, I'm going to try to go for 1st um, not really thinking championship at this point, so uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend. I'm going to give you a, my A-plus game. Hey,
3: it's Benjamin Peterson, driver of the number 55 AJ Foyt uh team Chevy car. Um yeah, Long Beach race weekend, very excited. My first ever time racing at Long Beach. Um so yeah, learning a new track. Um very excited. It's going to be a an awesome atmosphere event and um historically the team has done pretty well there. So just getting caught up to speed as quickly as I can and and pushing as hard as I can and and see if we can deliver a strong result.
4: Looking forward to long- looking forward to Long Beach. Uh haven't raced there since 2019, so rather excited to
2: be
3: back. Uh hopefully the track hasn't changed too much, but as long as we don't make any mistakes this weekend, uh, I think the team will be in really good shape and uh we will keep
2: building off of what we were learning in St. Pete. Long Beach
3: this weekend. Uh, long Beach this weekend. I've uh, been looking forward to racing here for quite some time. One of the one of the races that was circled on my imaginary calendar uh, as, as a race that I was really looking forward to, and um, an iconic race obviously, I've always wanted to race here, it's like, I, I genuinely remember um, thinking about racing here when I was in maths class, uh, back at school, with my laptop googling uh, visor cam on boards. And now it's cool. I'm heading there to race uh, this weekend, still watching the same onboards as I was when I was a kid. Um, But it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun experience. And, yeah, I just want to head the ground running, uh, much like we did at St. Pete, just sort of maximise what we have early on and just get into a good rhythm. And and, uh, I know that the Chip Ganassi racing package is going to be fantastic as always. So it's just up to me to drive the wheels off it. All right. Alright, Long Beach this weekend, super excited, one of my favorite events, uh, won the championship there in 2021 and we were really strong last year as well, so yeah, coming from a podium at Texas, uh, which was great for the 10 car and hopefully we can snag the first win of the season, so see you there on track.
2: A huge thank you to all of the uh, drivers that gave us uh, a little bit of time as they previewed uh, the uh, Acura Grand Prix of. Long Beach, uh, coming up, uh, this weekend, uh, the race on Sunday. So huge thank you to all of those drivers, uh, for their, uh, insight. Uh, before we get to news and notes, Josh, we do need to, uh, thank a couple of the, uh, sponsors of the show that make it uh, possible. Uh, first always ready 1776. If you're looking for amazing, uh, patriotic apparel, uh, headwear and anything else, go check out always ready 1776.com. And also if you do find something that you uh, like and you want to buy, make sure you use the promo code that you are seeing up on your screen, push to pass for 10% off of your order. Always ready 1776com Also, too, if you're in the market for any uh, home design, build, or remodeling needs, remember it's Getham Associates Incorporated. Uh, if you uh, do need a uh, home remodel, which I know uh, Josh has been uh, talking about, I know he's going to go to Getham Associates. And when he does, uh, he is going to use the promo code that you are seeing up on your screen, push to pass for $250 off design services. Remember, it's getem.com and alwaysready1776.com as well. Uh, Josh, we're getting down to the uh, nitty-gritty here in uh, episode uh, 21. Let's take a look at uh, some of the news and notes. I know we touched on a little little bit uh, earlier, uh, but we also teased uh, one a little bit earlier as well. And, you know, we've been talking about the amount of cars that are um, being entered in these street courses here. We got, I think, 28 uh, this weekend. And, and you've seen the, the record amount we had at uh, St. Petersburg in, uh, just a few weeks ago. But the Indianapolis 500, you know, we can see it on the calendar. There are currently 33 uh, entries, if memory serves me correctly. But, uh, Josh, news coming out this week that we could see. A 34th entry in the Indianapolis 500? Yes. As we inch closer to the 107th edition of the Indianapolis 500, the NTT IndyCar Series is making full use of its qualifying procedures. With 33 entries in place for last year's race, the NTT IndyCar Series had no reason to run through the extra qualifying sessions to determine which entries would be bumped from taking part in the event. But with 33 more already locked in for the May event, an announcement of a 34th entry could be withcoming. Although both parties have been unavailable for comment, the Able Motorsports Indy Next team and father-son pairing of Neil and R.C. Enerson, yes, Push to Pass podcast own R.C. Enerson, are understood to be working together to give Enerson another shot at making the field in a Chevy-powered car. A five-time IndyCar starter with Dale Coyne Racing, Carlin Racing, and Top Gun Racing, the talented 26-year-old Floridian attempted to qualify for the Indianapolis 500 in 2021 using a new Dallara DW12 chassis they purchased that was built and ran by Top Gun Racing. Despite failing to qualify, Enerson and the team returned a year later to take part in the second Indianapolis road course and afterwards. The Enersons would eventually reclaim their primary chassis and the spare from Top Gun Racing to begin planning for their junior open wheel standouts next IndyCar move. Based in Speedway, Indiana, the hometown of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Able Motorsports has been a staple of the USF Championships presented by Cooper Tires and the Indy Next by Firestone Series. Led by open-wheel veteran John Brunner, Able Motorsports had a breakout weekend to begin the season at St. Petersburg in March, where Jacob Able challenged for the pole position and won before finishing a career-best third with a long-held ambition of reaching IndyCar enabled that effort for Enerson would follow in the recent tradition of Junco's Hollinger Racing, Meyer Shank Racing and Peretta Autosport who made their IndyCar debuts at the Indianapolis 500 before expanding their respective programs to part or full-time efforts. So it's definitely exciting news here not only in the IndyCar world but the Push to Pass podcast as well Josh is Potentially, again, nothing uh, nothing has been uh, put in concrete yet, uh, but potentially our own RC Enerson could be challenging at the Indianapolis 500 this coming May.
5: That would be awesome! Um, I can't wait. Uh, if <clears throat> RC does well, isn't in fact able to get a ride and uh, be able to get out there in May and uh, try to <clears throat> make that um, make the uh, the starting grid for the Indy 500. I would I'll every day I go out to the track, I'll wear an RC Enerson shirt just to uh, spread the word of our of our fellow podcaster that uh, he's out there. And I'll root root my root my lungs out because I I don't think anything would be cooler than uh, knowing somebody personally that has been in the that has driven in the Indy 500. Um, And heck, you never know. He could win. That would be awesome. We could have we could have have him on the next the next uh the next week, and we can have an Indy 500 winner on. And uh, from there, it'd be a rocket ship, as, uh, as Derek Schultz would, would say, rocket ship to the future. But uh, <laughs> we will be rooting on RC and hope, hoping that he's going to get his ride.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely going to be uh, keeping tabs on, on that story. And, and, you know, we wish uh, R.C. all of the support and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to see him out there when we go out uh, for that uh, first practice session uh, in the month of May. Hopefully we'll be able to see uh, R.C. Enerson uh, out there on the track. And, and as you said, how cool would that be? Uh, if you have not done already, as you see uh, down below, if you want to follow the push to pass podcast on a variety of social media outlets, uh, just look down below there, the, uh, the scroll and uh, just uh, follow uh, whatever outlet uh, social media outlets you uh, uh, respond to or, or on the most. And you should be able to find the push to pass podcast there. Uh, also too, I know our, our yearly, uh, uh, get our yearly picks. Uh, Josh is up uh, two to nothing. I got to make up some ground and hopefully uh, that, uh, that starts this week. Uh, We will put out our uh, picks for the race uh, right before the race there on Sunday. Uh, So uh, stay tuned or stay uh, glued to, uh, Twitter for that uh, also to uh, Mike wasn't able to uh, join us this evening. He had a prior obligation, uh, but he did want to pass along that uh, uh, check out uh, his Twitter page at, at IndieBets uh, As soon as the odds and, and lines come out uh, for this weekend's race, he will uh, definitely uh, be on them uh, before we put a big bow Josh on, on this episode. Uh, anything else uh, that you want to uh, pass along?
5: uh No. I'm good for tonight. Uh, we did a really good really good job of uh of wrapping up lo- of getting Long Beach ready to go. Can't wait. Um maybe you and I can get together and we can uh, sit and watch the race and uh have some hot wings or something, but uh it's going to be an exciting weekend this time uh this time uh <clears throat> and I can't wait for us to be talking about talking about uh Long Beach. This next this time next week and then moving on to uh, moving on to the next race and marching our way towards May.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot to uh, a lot to come, a lot to unpack as as this weekend uh, unfolds. Uh, again, uh, stay tuned to the uh, Push to Pass podcast for all your uh, racing updates. And then uh, when this uh, weekend comes, all the uh, weekend updates there as well. I also want to thank uh, Mark James, anchor of IndyCar Radio, uh, for joining us. Make sure you check out his call along with uh, Davey Hamilton and the rest of the crew there on the IndyCar Radio, on the IndyCar app, and uh, Sirius XM. Uh, so that does it for episode 21 uh, for uh, Derek Vance and Josh Roberts. Huge thank you for everyone that uh, is going to uh, tune in and listen, uh, share this far and wide. And as Josh said, we'll be back in one week's time, uh, putting a big bow on the Accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach. So until next Tuesday, so long, everybody.